Welcome in. It's SB Pod. Steve, I have a card, and it's just got so much scribbling. I'm going to show it to you. Oh, I love your notes. Best handwriting in the business. Even I can't read some of this, which is problematic. Uh, we have, we, we're recording on a Monday midday, which mm-hmm. means we don't know the outcome of Buffalo, Tennessee, or Philadelphia, Minnesota. Um, it's interesting. Only, I mean, if Buffalo wins and one of the two from Philadelphia, Minnesota will win by rule unless, well, they could tie mm-hmm. as the, as the Colts and Texans did, there's only four current two and O teams. So if Buffalo wins and one of the other two, so you could end up with six by the end of the day. That's not a lot. Um, but it, the, the results of Sunday stacked one on top of the other, looking at the standings, it makes sense that it's all just kind of a shrug and you go, my God, how do you make any of this make sense? Um, Sunday was, and you could say this about a lot of Sundays, but the, co- the combination of the Jets result, the, the Cardinals result, the Dolphins result, and I'm using it there when I say result, their wins, we, we led our show with it on Sunday night. I, I can't make any of them make sense to me. You know what I mean? No. And I just think about um, the the fan bases that lost those games. Uh, like the Browns, like uh, I just, I mean, they got a big old elf on the field now. The offense, offense looks great. And then the defense doesn't show up. And then the poor people out in Las Vegas, I mean, just starving for anything. They they want it. They have Bro, it. Bro, aces, aces. You guys got a title on Sunday, yep. huh? Owner, owner Davis. Uh, he's celebrating. He got a, He got a win, but I, you know, he had to be thinking, wait, what? Yeah. That's the that's the one of the three, and you didn't. The Dolphins beat the Ravens yep. the way they did. We're gonna get to that. But the of the three, the Jets was the most stunning because it was been like twenty two hundred and something consecutive games where a team down thirteen in the last two minutes <laughs> hadn't hadn't won. That's the one that was just so. There was just shock. The one that felt like the biggest accident, though, that made the least sense was Arizona because they had no chance, none. And then they won. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I don't know how to explain it. I really don't. You're watching it. And Tim Hasselbeck's with us on Sundays, and we're sitting there. And we literally, at the end of the first quarter of the 4 o'clock games, we're like, these 4 o'clock games are awful. Horrible. They are horrendous. And then Cincinnati comes back, and then this Arizona game is just, Wow, they're not getting to Kyler, and he's just running around and figuring out. And those guys can't cover that long. But you're right. But can you can you play football successfully if that's how you're having to win with your quarterback running around like you're playing backyard football and pointing at guys and and just, I mean, the two point conversion he made, the touchdown on the fourth down. I mean, he's just running around in circles, and then it worked. Mm-hmm. I just. They, they were non-competitive for, for the first six quarters of the season. Now, I mean, can you blame them for getting boat raced by the Chiefs? Not really. That can no. happen. But they, they they pull it out of the fire. I just don't salute to Murray for doing it. I just don't know. Can that be your plan? Like, hey, man, just see what happens. You know, nothing was on schedule. It was all just stuff he pulled out of his rabbits. He pulled out of a hat. Yeah, I just wonder what their identity is. Like, you, you think about what they looked like against Kansas City. Then you watch the first half. And then it's like, all right, we got to do anything we can to get back in this game. Let's send Max guys out. Let's just okay. try and let Kyle, you know, that that that's what it looked like to me. The playbook was out the window. But I see what you're saying. Like, there's no script for that. And I would think <laughs> they want to, uh, you know, have some kind of identity. They lose Connor. Uh, they don't have their best receiver for, what, another four games? So, I you know, the coach is on the hot seat. They had everything. So in that regards, I mean, it's a hell of an effort to get, go there and be what it was and then get a win. Yeah. Uh, but is no. it sustainable? I don't see it, especially in that division. And if you're the Raiders, I think you have to be asking yourself, is there no plan to, to throw it to 17 some more? <laughs> Which is a bigger shock that on Sunday, Devontae Adams had two catches for 17 yards or that Waddle and Hill for the Dolphins each had 11 and 170 plus. I mean, because that's never happened, or I say never. I don't know when it happened. I don't have a stat for that. But Mm. 11 and 170 plus for two receivers seems like kind of a lot. I think Devontae having two catches for 17 is a bigger surprise just because I just don't know how you get away from that. Now, part of it's that they weren't on the field for 40 minutes of actual lifetime yep. not game time but real time they just weren't on the field 
And by the time they needed to throw it, they only got the ball back for one possession there in overtime. But still, you, how do you forget 17? The circumstances, you know, yeah. and you say what's more surprising, like look at Miami down 21 going into the fourth. I'm going to try and get the ball to my guys <laughs> that I paid all this money to. Yeah, and, you know, reasonable. where I see advantages. So it's just it's the craziest league because it's that close and yet so far for yeah, some teams and there's nothing like it. There's nothing to equate it to. And that's why people are starving for it on Sundays. Cincinnati's 0-2. Um, mm. the, the stats for teams that lose Super Bowls the next year is nuts. I mean, the yeah. number of teams that miss the playoffs, and you wonder what's that about. I don't – there's too much of it for it not to have some sort of common thread. But the biggest – the most alarming thing has to be if you're Cincinnati. You, you, your O-line's a mess. You address it in the offseason. You're not going to have those problems. You're, he's on – He's on pace to get sacked 111 times, mm -hmm. which is a hell of a lot more than it was last year. Now, do you play Pittsburgh and Dallas every week with the, the, the types of defenses and people that can get after you the way they can? No, you don't. Mm -hmm. But that's got to be the most jarring part of it. And, 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 the, and the Bengals are in two coin flip games, too. I mean, they lose an overtime yeah. to Pittsburgh where they had field goals to win it. Um, they had an extra point to win the first week. And, of course, it gets blocked by Minka, who all he does is make plays. Mm -hmm. uh, and then you lose to Dallas because they get in field goal position and Maher hits from 50-plus. And, you know, so you you lose two coin flip games, yes, but you lost them. And yeah. it doesn't, ma doesn't matter if you got your doors blown off like the Colts did on Sunday or if you lost the way Cincinnati did. You're still 0-2. And... You got to be looking around going, look, Burroughs, our guy, we got to keep him upright. And you made the great point. No, Hasselbeck did about how he's trying to say, like, they want to they want to go empty. And yeah. he's you see him on the sidelines screaming his, his head coach. No empty. You can't mm. go empty. Mm. And they he just even when they changed protection and changed, you know, the, the, the blocking scheme, they still got sacked. I don't know. It's it's they're the of the Owen twos. Vegas gets there, and that's, as we said, stunning. I don't know what you do with it. But from Cincinnati's perspective, it's tough when you, when your guy's getting knocked down like that. Yeah, and you get blitzed early, so now you're down two touchdowns early in the game. So, every, like I said, every a lot of that you had planned has to go out, you know, the run game, that whole thing. And I just, yeah, I, I think it's a circumstance of the defenses you played. And now, I do too. you know, I do too. it happens. You know, in this league, you get more tape on these guys. What are their tendencies? What do they like to do? What do they like to do that we could possibly take away? And that's what you see. I mean, it felt like the whole playoffs in that Cincinnati run. You see him go empty, and Burrow either waves Mixon in or he leaves him out there or waves somebody else in. Just and, pick, picks his matchup and beats yeah, him. Yeah, and it's it's something that I think is, is correctable because you have to sure up your protections. And yeah. maybe what you did – that was successful last year. It's not going to work, and uh, you know that's why that's why these coaches get paid a lot of money. Have yep. some adjustments, and and you work on those things. Vegas and Cincinnati playoff teams they met each other the first weekend, and now they yeah. they both start the season zero and two. And it's it's that doesn't seem bad until you look at the stats. Which, and again, this could be something of an outlier, but like the last twenty seven teams to start zero and two missed the playoffs, including every team last year when we now have 17 games, which is just, that feels like, again, is that a massive sample size? No, but it's enough that you think, I'd rather not start 0-2, right? Oh, I don't care how I get to 1-1, one and one, I just, I need one of them. Yeah, uh, and, and, and Vegas and Cincinnati both could have gotten the one, and they just didn't. Yeah, I think I saw 11-0-1 teams won yesterday, so uh, he talked about the numbers of the the not a lot of 2-0 teams. There's, um, there's a lot of things to to happen there and the thing is is we know it about the own two teams uh -huh. the teams in the league know it so <laughs> that's sure. now you talk about having a sense of urgency that's what i expect to see right you're either he, you're either in two and nine and he's great or uh -huh. he stinks and but that i i don't subscribe to either uh beef um just try to watch and say okay what's reasonable i thought what tim hasselbeck said on sports center was was interesting he's like look this dude the, the speed that they have to work with is real and it's a problem and I get that Baltimore's back end was banged up. They, they they're secondary, they're battling injuries. Um, but I mean, and they just had some busts because dudes yep. are running nude in yeah. that secondary. But the man threw for six touchdowns and five hundred and forty six yards. I just wonder, from your eyes that know the game better than me, where where are you at at this moment on what Tua is and what the Dolphins are? I think for opponents, it's pretty scary, Scott, because you have a guy 
who, you know, what would they, I forgot the name they have them for that San Francisco run game, uh, the designer or the creator. So I, I get where people are, you know, talking about Tyreek and, and Waddle because of fantasy numbers and all that. But when I think the biggest play of the game is when they run the ball for 30 plus yards at the end before the last touchdown, because now you still have all your zone run concepts. You have a split zone concept and you just see how that affects your run game now, too, when you could take guys out of the box and move them with guys, you know, in motion and stuff. So I think the underlying factor is that they're going to be able to run the ball, too. And that's a scary concept for for their opponents. And I th- I think they're here. Um, I didn't okay. look at their schedule. If they have a lot of cold weather games and late in the season, I haven't seen that. But they they are a formidable opponent and very very dangerous. And you know the people that said it wasn't going to work out, uh, have fun with all that. Like you said, I'm I'm here to watch the games. Love watching two in college, and I love watching them um, in the league because he's 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 not afraid. He's going to throw it, and the first pick. Tip ball, crazy interception, great play by the guy for the Ravens, and it doesn't deter him. They 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 just keep coming, and I I love the way he throws the ball off of play action and that kind of stuff. So, uh, I I think they are going to be a problem for teams uh, this season for sure. It's interesting you 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 just mentioned the schedule as you were talking. I pulled it up. They get Buffalo at home next week, which is a fun one. Uh, but I looked end of the year, uh, mid December, the eighteenth in Buffalo, home Green Bay then. New Year's Day at New England. So there are two AFC East opponents that they could play on the road. They get in mid-December when it could be anything in Buffalo. I mean, mm-hmm. it would it be, if it's bad weather, would it shock you? No, but it's not always. It's not a given. And then New Year's Day in, in New England. So you have, a, you, have, you have potential for a couple, uh, a couple interesting weather spots for them. But, um, I mean, speed... Speed travels, but yeah, I mean, I'd rather be a running team if we're, if we're going to hit the road and, and, you know, the weather's a possibility. But man through for... Uh, 469 uh, and six touchdowns on mm. on Sunday as they erased a massive uh, deficit on a Sunday that was just I don't know man I just <laughs> just a lot of head shaking and again we've got a couple of mon- uh, a couple of Monday nighters here uh, I'm just interested to see what Allen does as as a um, as a follow up um, yeah I mean he, he was so good against the Rams uh, that first week um, that feels like it was three years ago. You know, mm. that Thursday, that, you know what I'm saying? That Thursday game, so much between the Saturdays and Sundays yeah. that have happened between then and now. Um, that it's just, I want to see what they, uh, I want to see what they have for an encore. And two good teams play the, the nightcap, Philadelphia and Minnesota. I mean, and we talked a bit about Minnesota after they won that first week. They, they, they made a Green Bay look pretty ordinary in that one. Um, I, I, the only other thing I have about, about, I just have in parentheses, TB 2 and 0. They get Green Bay at home next week. Their offense is a mess. Mike Evans just got suspended because of what he did with Lattimore on Sunday. Um, Godwin's been injured. Julio and Godwin didn't play, and now they won't have Evans for that. And, I mean, Tampa Bay's offense, good thing their defense looks as good as it does because their their defense scored as many touchdowns as their offense did on Sunday. Yeah, and you don't have your quarterback on Wednesdays. Get to a place, you know, get to a place at this stage of the career where you just say, I'm good. I'll, you know, (laughs) Sunday I'll tap in. Tell me what, what time do we kick? I'll be by. I'll be by. I'll bring my stuff. It's like he's setting a precedent for you. Uh, Wednesday's uh, no show. We're good. Listen, we got play the Bill Belichick <laughs> no days off drop. We were there Saturday night. We were there Sunday. We'll be there until further notice. But we yeah. got Saturday off. We got a, we got a special guest joining yes. us to talk about what what we're going to be doing on Saturday. You got any other Sunday football chat you want to mention? Yeah. Who would you rather be, the Colts or the Browns? Browns. Okay. No. No, I was emotional. I, look, I thought the Colts were going to be good. They, they, not did, did not having Pittman and um, Pierce. Pierce make that big a difference. I mean, they had 216 yards of offense on Sunday. Yeah, two one sixer. I look, it's they, they haven't won there in eight trips, and it, to Jacksonville, it's just something about that place and them just doesn't work. But they play in a division where no one. Well, there's one team that has a win. Correct. So I'd I'd rather be them because okay. if you're Cleveland, you you have to deal with Cincinnati, who will figure it out. You have to deal with Pittsburgh, who's Pittsburgh, and you got to deal with Baltimore. So I'd rather be in the South. But I mean, Frank Reich said use the word pathetic to describe Sunday. I mean they they had no chance, mm-hmm. none, no. But no, it was not pretty. I'll bank on them figuring it out. Do you still think? 
I still I still will not give up that the NFC the AFC North is is the toughest because of the difference of teams that you have to deal with. I mean, I, I'm not I, worried I, about the Broncos. That's fair. I mean, when you're when your fans are chanting down the play clock in the hopes that you don't get another delay of game penalty. I mean, that yeah, you know, that that was that was a little bit eye opening. I was gonna say eye opening is is the words I use because we haven't seen that one before, especially for that crowd and the advantages that come with that stadium and that place. Beat beat Houston. That's what I was gonna say. At least they got the win. No, you know, sure. like that, listen. That, that, that's that's the number one in the league. You're all right there. You got to get wins. You hit me and with. Would you, would you? I'd rather be Denver today than Baltimore. Oh, Cleveland or Las Vegas. Okay, because okay. we won on Sunday. Yeah, our fans were chanting at us. Yeah, we had 13 <laughs> penalties. Yeah, we bogged down in the red zone. But we won. And in this league, that's the only thing that matters. Before we move on, a quick thing I would like to mention. It's the new College Game Day podcast with Reese Davis and Pete Thamel, which is cranking out episodes three days a week, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Monday, looking back at the weekend, recapping their time in Boone at Appalachian State with Luke Combs who you might have heard on our podcast last year. Great guy, huge sports fan. Wednesday, they're talking to Dan Mullen about Florida and Tennessee this weekend. Game day will be there. And Friday, they're making picks with college football numbers guru Bill Connolly. That's College Game Day podcast with Reese Davis and Pete Thamel. Find it wherever you're listening to this podcast. Vivid Seats wants you to get to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch, assist, and game-winning shot live and in person. And the best part, each transaction is a step towards a free 11th ticket with Vivid Seats rewards. Score unbeatable perks like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code SVP. That's code SVP. Visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, to Saturday. Yeah. How about the conference champions? It was awesome. It was awesome to watch. It was one of those things, Scott, where I finally felt myself having some doubt about whether this conference was going to be able to do some things. And we talked about all week, Washington unranked, favored against Michigan State. No, neither team played anybody in the first two games. And I, I, I didn't know. Yeah. I, I, I think the world of Kalen DeBoer as a head coach, I think I go back to what he did at Fresno. I go back to what he did with Penix in, in that Indiana offense when he was the offensive coordinator there. And he knows how to get situations right. And you talk to coaches that coached against them, and they're like, that guy, who was who he? You know, he, I, he has a, a, a pass that went in NAIAs, and then, you know, then he gets a shot at Indiana. So this stability factor from what Washington was, because that was just a mess with a coaching staff that just didn't make the right hires and things like that. They still had talent, uh, and, and, and you saw that. I think Look. they scored five of the first six possessions. Um, against what Michigan State and uh, you know I, I get Michigan State's defense bad it's still a power five program for maybe the best division in college football the, the Big Ten East has one loss and it's the Michigan State loss go ahead keep going and to see them go out and do it and I've talked yeah. about that stadium uh, my whole career like that's the loudest place I ever played in and it's a special special place uh, when it's right and so it's it's sort of good to see Washington now Stanford has to go up there and play this week but yeah. Oregon was the one I think when I looked at it, I just said they had advantages because of the athletes they have at skill positions. And you looked at the spot where BYU was up against after a great win against Baylor without your top two wide receivers. Yep. And it's like I didn't, I wasn't a believer in Oregon getting it fixed yet because they scored 70 against Eastern Washington. 
and I watched the tape of the Georgia game, and they look like an FCS team against them, but a lot of teams are going to look like an FCS team yeah. against Georgia. So Oregon, I still think, is, is pretty darn impressive. Now, they got a monster game going to, uh, going to Pullman this week uh, against Washington State, who's a, the first team ever to be 3-0 and with a top-20 road win against the Power Five and not be ranked in the top 25. It's going to be a bananas. I'll have my eyes on Pullman uh, Saturday for sure. East Coast bias. People don't pay attention, but we're, we're trying no. to fix that. But the, the Penix with Washington looked like Penix at Indiana two years ago when they, when they were good. Mm-hmm. Um, he was decisive. They, he, he didn't look, he didn't not have his first read and then just run around and give Timing. up on plays. Yep. Give, he, he, everything Polk, I think it was that three touchdowns yeah. for Washington. Um, Look, we gave them both out in winners just because I thought they were both good football teams, and they both won easily. In the end, the, the Washington game was closer than the than the sort of play was. I mean, get, I give Michigan State credit; they kept fighting until the mm-hmm. until the end. But um, Oregon just boat raced BYU. Nick's yeah. looked good. The thing that's that's interesting is that you know it's a new coach, it's a new quarterback. The portal is going to give you a chance to get a lot of talent, but how do you make all the pieces fit together quickly and have and have any kind of rhythm and, and timing and just I know what you like. I don't know. You like the ball here. You like the ball there. Whatever. I mean, do you really, you've worked at it, but do you have the kind of institutional knowledge that you would have when you've been in the program for a while? No. And so Oregon gets crushed by Georgia. But as you said it well, look what Georgia did to South Carolina. Now, granted, South Carolina was a giant underdog, but Mm -hmm. Georgia goes into an SEC opponent. It's, Noon, which takes a little of the edge off because yeah. people, it's hot as crap and people are tailgate and they're maybe still hungover from last night. A night game is way tougher to deal with than, the, than that noon kick. No doubt. But Georgia's scored the first 48 points of that game. 48. <laughs> I mean, they're, I know they're, again, they were 24 point favorites. It speaks to Georgia. They're doubling the spread up on the road against an SEC opponent. And I think that helps frame what happened to Oregon that, um, yeah, they got trucked, but, George is going to do that to pretty much most people. They're in that group that they're different. I don't know mm-hmm. who beats them. It's going to take a lot. They go to Kentucky this year, I think. Yes. Um, and Kentucky battled them last year in uh, in Athens. So, I mean, that's one to think about down the road, I guess. But I don't know, man. That Georgia just looks like they got a gear that, uh, I don't know. I'm going to say it. Maybe only they have. Yeah. No, there's a lot of things to play out when you look at possible contenders is what sure. it feels like is every team besides Georgia when you bring them up. And that's why I look at a team like Tennessee. I mean, you look at some of these point spreads. Uh, and What's that number against Florida? 10. Really? Yeah. So that's, I, I, I go back a couple of weeks. Like Tennessee is a team where the guys in the desert are holding to a very high standard because think about what they did at Pitt. They're a touchdown favorite on the road against a team who's more than capable, and Pitt's going to win a lot of football games. They go up there, they blow a lead, you know, Pitt loses their quarterback, Tennessee gets out of there with an overtime win, and now you come back, and now, you, now you're playing a team that looked all world week one. I know they haven't looked great the last two weeks, but they've also beaten Tennessee. I think it's five straight. So the, the idea of what those guys think of Tennessee is pretty eye-opening to me, and I'm actually fired up to watch Tennessee. I, I want to watch them on tape this week uh, because, well, I mean, against Pitt, like they have their offense is not a problem, obviously. I just want to see you mentioned Kentucky. You know, you got Georgia in there. Florida's gonna have guys that are better up front. Uh, maybe not better than Pitt's defensive line, but they're still gonna have athletes. So what are they gonna do that combat that? That that's what I want to see. I got a lot of I got my eyes on Tennessee this week, just from a what are what is this team standpoint? Well, the Hendon Hooker stats are I, I want to say it's like 40, 40 something touchdowns and three picks or something like that since he yeah. became their starter. I mean, he's real. Mm-hmm. And their 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 wideouts are, are oh, physical, they're physical mismatches for everyone they play. Even, mm-hmm. even, well, I, not everyone. <laughs> A lot of teams they play yeah. just don't have DBs who physically can deal with what Tennessee brings. Um need to mention something here quickly. Uh you managed to piss off Kansas uh because you you mentioned the fact. I mentioned our, it's a possibility. On our winner segment, we said, yes. hey, if, and you made it very clear, if Kansas were to beat Houston, which they did, mm-hmm. and all, like, Kansas, Kansas has looked good, okay? They, I mean, all credit to Kansas. And if Duke beat Carolina A&T, which they were massively favored to do and did, maybe, maybe, maybe 
game day would make its first trip to Lawrence for football. They've been to they've been to Lawrence yeah. for game day, plenty for <laughs> basketball, obviously. But look, Kansas Duke, I mean, it, the joke made itself. I said on the show, I'm like, for a football game, not a basketball game. Mm. But game day chose to go to Tennessee um, and Florida. And I've now lived long enough for people on Twitter to be talked about Kansas football, which mm. is which is let me make it clear. I think it's awesome that we've made this pivot and that Leipold has done as good a job as he has because Kansas is good. And I don't want you to talk about the last 10 years of what you've been because it has nothing to do with right now. Mm-hmm. But it's just amazing that Kansas fans get to feel entitled to be mad <laughs> that game day didn't come there for a game against Duke. Yeah. When instead it's like they're going to the Tennessee and then of course it turns into, well, oh, it's the SEC and ESPN. Like the game's on CBS. Do you know that <laughs> Florida and Tennessee is a CBS game? Okay. Um, and it would be cool for game day to go to Lawrence. And by the way, I think Iowa state, if Iowa state wins, and Kansas wins, then maybe then. Like, mm. you guys keep winning. Game day would love to come to a place that hasn't gone. I'm not part of that yep. show, but I know they'd love to get to a place they've never been. And if you guys keep doing covering your end of the bargain, then then maybe it happens. But I just thought it was amazing that you're maybe turned into people being mad like we Charlie Browned him with the football. Like said, game day's yeah. coming, and then didn't. And then now we're the idiots because Kansas, we're supposed to respect the greatness of Kansas football. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's again, please listen to my words clearly. I salute the start. It's really good. Mm. Um, And I salute what all everything that's happening. I just think when you're getting chesty and saying like Tennessee's not any good, it's like, well, hold on a minute. Maybe they're pretty good. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe they're maybe they're pretty good. That's why I think Twitter needs a pause or a like a, a pump the brakes button where it knows you're angry and it's just telling you don't tweet right now. Just wait, just wait, just wait, and maybe your senses come to you, well, or maybe they just no, don't. don't. No, that's okay. Look, every 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 care. fan, every fan base, and it's and it's it's mine too. You know, yeah. Maryland fans, they were mad at the announcers the other night because they thought they were pro SMU. No. Yep, they were mad. That's not like, like them. They've never done that before. I'm like, calm down. How Maryland won, I don't know, but Maryland's three and oh two. Sure are. But what's Kansas quarterback? Daniels. He was Jalen Daniels is Jalen Daniels deal. Yes, he is. And that offense was just doing whatever it wanted. So I'm pro Kansas. I'm pro Lawrence. I just think your level of anger and level of arrogance to some degree about what your team is 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 a a little bit precious. A little I'll precious. Have, I'll have Kansas in winners again, just so you know. I think I will too. <laughs> again, I love you. I just coming at my neck and Steve's neck because yeah. over a maybe. It's, come on, man. Oh, we're <laughs> your on. friends. It's exactly. That's my part. We, That's it. Of, of everybody, we're we're on your side more than you. We're not the people you want to be mad at. Mm. I have another topic for you here. Love it. Otani versus Judge MVP. Mm. I was just reading about it today. It's really interesting. Really interesting. Because if you're of the opinion that what Otani does every fourth day when he pitches and then what he does when he's in the batting order every every day makes him different, well, you're right. I mean, we you could argue sort of Cy Young-type numbers as a pitcher and, like, what is it, like mid-30s, 34, something like mm-hmm. that, 34, 35 homers, upper 80s, maybe 90 RBIs. You combine those two. I saw I saw a tweet. Somebody said it'd be like if Garrett Cole had 34 yeah. and 90. I'm like, well, that's that's saying a lot. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's we'll put that in the column that says that's very pro Otani. I get that argument. Then I see the the detractors say, and they're in fourth in their division, and they're you know, and I'm thinking, well, that that isn't his fault, but then is this the is this the semantics of value? If you were yeah. that valuable, what would he do? Then you look at judges' numbers, mm-hmm. and you look at his September numbers, and the OPS, and the fact that he's very close to a triple crown. Yeah, and you think, and he plays on a team that's going to win his division, and you just kind of shrug and say, "This is 
truly historic stuff. And I see that argument. No, he doesn't pitch. And if Otani were to win, and there are people that say it has to be Otani, and if you don't see that, then you don't understand baseball. Well, I disagree with that. I think it's ice cream. I think it's just which flavor do you like? And I found myself, the more I read about Otani, I'm like, nope, you know, if I had a vote, I'd, I'd vote for him. And then I looked at Judge, and then <laughs> I said, and this is, you know me for a long time. This is just what I do. And so what I want to rip my vote in half and give half to each because I don't ever I, I have a hard time making picking a lane. And I'm just interested. Do you have just a clear no waffle? It's this guy. I do. It's a it's a tough deal because it's something that we've never seen before. And I'll just give you you're a fantasy maniac in, in football. The idea. Listen to this. OK, Otani in fantasy baseball is two guys. You can't have both. Or you could, but you have to draft two different. He's Otani the hitter, where you put him in your utility spot, and then he's Otani the pitcher, where you have him there. It's two different people in mm. fantasy baseball. I had Otani the hitter this year. Helped me win a fantasy title. No big deal. So I, I, I'm huge Otani in, 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 his, in his corner. I uh, love the guy. I mean, There's a butt coming, though, isn't there? Yes, but I go back this with MVPs all the time. Take the guy off the team, and what are they? And there's no way the Yankees are what they are without Judge this year. Right, and that's, no where, pe that's where people say, cool, Otani's all those things, and he's fantastic, and no yet doubt. they're fourth in their division. Um, and, I mean, look, the, him and Trout together and what's not happened for the Angels is, is a mystery for the ages, for sure. Mm -hmm. um, here's the pass and tweet. Aaron Judge entered September the favorite for the American League MVP. All he's done is bat 491, get on base 59% of the time. A big league best, eight home runs, slugging percentage is over 1,000. His OPS, 1.604, nearly 250 points clear of the next best hitter this month. And that's, and then, like, first comment, what's Judge's ERA? Like, okay, I get it. A cool, I, I, here's my argument to you. What's the Angels' position in the American League West? Right. I mean, there's there's an argument for every argument, which is which is why I don't think that, I don't think there's a wrong vote because Otani's incredible, mm -hmm. truly incredible. No, and, no. And without precedent in the modern game, and Babe Ruth was a different time, you know, in every possible way. <laughs> so I guess I guess where you land in the end is, as you say, if if, if it's. The emphasis on valuable player, like what are the Yankees if they don't have Judge? Yep, he's also a plus defender, isn't he? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, what's his ERA? He he doesn't pitch. You're right. <laughs> what time? When's Otani's playoff game? What time is the playoff game for Otani? Right. I should be on one of those debate shows. You just say, all right, Van Pelt, you, this is the side you're on, and I'll like I'll passionately <laughs> argue Otani. Then I'll go put on a different tie and come back out and argue for Judge. I just found it really, really interesting to contemplate, and I think I mean Judge will win, and. The Otani people can can be mad, and your case is understood. I think it just comes back to as you as you are when you take like when Federer retires, and you think, wow, you really get to live in a time when you watch get to watch those three guys go against each other, Nadal, Djokovic, and Federer. You think, you know, do you really get to live in a time when you get to see Tiger Woods do the stuff he did? Like, do you really get to live in a time where this is the debate we get to have, where a guy is going to maybe hit a triple crown, maybe catch Roger Maris clean, and there's a legitimate argument to hat to that because there's a once in a generation player who, who has Cy Young numbers and you know MVP type batting numbers. That's 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 the fun part about sport, right? When you get to really look at things and think, do you get to get this lucky? That's how you yeah. feel when you when you have a, a, an Otani Judge conversation. I think, no doubt, no doubt, and it's going to be one of these things where ten years from now people are going to look back and be like, how didn't Otani? What did he do again? And he didn't win MVP. Oh, yeah, that's how your judge hit 62 and, yeah. and won a triple crown. And the Yankees won the American League East. <laughs> oh, right. That's why Otani didn't win. Oh, by the way, Otani, he won last year, right? Yeah. That's fine. He's got yeah, one. That's good. It's like he just put it on the shelf. That's it. like an Emmy. It's like an Emmy. I just need one. You just get one and just put mm. it up there and go, huh? Yeah, there it is. Yeah. And then I just then I just tap out, start showing up nude and hammered. Ampelt seems like he's kind of lost his fastball. Yeah, he won an Emmy and kind of quit trying. That was it. <laughs> Shut her down. No, no. See, you know, Otani, if I ever won one, Otani would be my guy. And I'd come back the next year and try to be equally, if not better.
Hmm. Uh, anything else in the world to go uh, to get into? Yeah, we got to get into your world. Last night, you get home. Oh, that's right. And breaking news. We have a uh, we have a new team member. Mm. Uh, yep. So Otis, the dog we lost in the spring. Everyone was incredible. Very kind to us when, when we had to say goodbye. It was brutal. Uh, everyone gets it. So at some point we're thinking, well, maybe we'll do, we'll do this again. Just it's better. It makes our life more fun. Um, mm-hmm. makes our house feel more complete. And, um, Rhodesian Ridgeback is what Otis was. And we welcome another Rhodesian Ridgeback into our house. It's a, uh, his name is red. Um, and he is very red, so it actually fits, but it was kind of a playoff of Otis. What follows Otis? Otis Redding. Well, it turns out Redding PA is where we went to get this dog. And it just seemed like that seemed kind of cosmically to make sense. And, Redding slash Red is the name of this dog, and uh, he's here, and he um, he's impossibly cute. He likes to chew on my my hand, my feet, and everything else. But he's, uh, he's a little rascal, and he's here and brand new, trying to figure out the lay of the land. He was mm-hmm. one of he was just chasing one of my kids around, like like a baby giraffe, like legs slipping on the floor. It's, and I'm thinking, buddy, uh, he doesn't get it because we're talking right now. He better enjoy these last. This last half hour of peace yeah. and quiet, because come two thirty. <laughs> speaking of rascals, here comes a here comes a squadron, mm. and they're ready. They're ready to go. Uh, I'm not going to make like a comparison to a child. A child's obviously a different thing, but there's Correct. a there's a, there's a level of connection that you clearly have to uh, a dog. I've never had a cat, so I can't speak to it. But a, a level of connection that's really an, amazing to find out. And so losing that was just just impossibly sad. And so you think, all right, at some point it'll be sad again, but you just sign up willingly because here's this little guy flopping around and you just start giggling and laughing and saying, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's going to make it more fun. Um, and also he pees on stuff, I think probably, but that's just part of it. Mm. Charlie does also, <laughs> and, and he's a human. So, <laughs> so um, yeah, so Red's in the building. Okay. Uh, and that means you're you're up, man. It's your, it's your turn. You're crazy. <laughs> Come on. Come on. It's, it's fine. Yeah. You can do it. No. Okay. We'll we'll work on this. We'll work on this later. That's like a family discussion. Yeah. Speaking of family, is that our segue? Sounds good. All right. And we're gonna close up this week with a let you like get behind the curtain a little bit with our show staff. Uh, and welcome in a very special guest who's in the middle of a very special week. And naturally, her big brother slash big crazy uncle, that would be me, are giving her a hard time about it. But it's because we love her. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Big man, you ready to welcome a guest to the show? Yeah, very special. Agreed to us and should be to you. Mm. But we we know her, you don't. But we we basically we've gotten out of the guest business, just especially with football. It's not it's not that guests don't make a podcast great. Certainly they mm. do. But I mean, we got so I got so much on this card from this week. I don't even I don't even know how <laughs> we get to it. But our very special guest yeah. is, is one of our producers here in Washington, DC. Maddie is is uh, I don't even know how you describe what she does. She keeps us sane. She's 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 she does a zillion things to keep our show on track. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, just helps in ways that can't even be quantified ways, big and small. She makes us better every single day. And you're thinking, OK, cool. But why do we why are we going to have her on the pod? Because she's getting married Saturday, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> and Maddie, we. um. I like to think that Steve's maybe like a big brother. I'm older than that. So maybe I'm more like uncle, but you, we've kind of been heckling you a little bit, just sort of giving you like, how are we doing? 
Yeah, there's always, you know, every week, oh, what's on the to-do list? Oh, or the yeah. final countdown. Where are yeah. we? So we're we're finally here. <laughs> yeah, we're inside a week to go. And now, I mean, we've kind of just been just been goofing on you, just giving you a hard time because we love you. But now we really need to know how are we doing? We're good. Um, there's been a mix of emotions, definitely nervous. Um I'm really hoping I don't trip or, you know, step on my dress so that my dad doesn't step on my dress. Uh, but no, mostly excited. All the big things are checked off the list. So can you, can you practice that? Like, I mean, like, cause do you, I, you gotta, I don't, as a, I don't as a, even have the dress. Right. I haven't picked it up yet. So I could practice, you know, maybe on Thursday when I get the dress, but then I got to put it on. It's a whole process. I kind of need some help. I can't have the groom help. So yeah, what kind of he can't see you. No. <laughs> what, what kind of train we talking? Like a lengthy one, princess yeah. type of thing. Yeah, it's Fantastic. long. It's long. Big big <laughs> church wedding. Very long. Very elaborate train. <laughs> Shoes. Us. I went with a sandal because I said, you know what? We're not gonna have our feet hurt when we're standing for you know six hours. Veteran okay. move. You veteran can't see move. the shoes, anyways. Who cares? That's what. That's why I'm asking. <laughs> I, I, I figured you'd be way ahead of the game on that. Yeah, definitely. It's, and and it's not surprising, is it, Steve? Because you're the type of person that wouldn't make a wouldn't make a tactical error like that. Wouldn't go for fashion over comfort. <laughs> yep. Oh, it's a lovely heel. Great. Now you're now it hurts your feet. Yes. That's a can't make that mistake. No. Need to be able to dance. Need to be able to walk. Stand for a long period of time. So good. We were practical. <laughs> you know, Scott, we were, you and I aren't the best at organizing. So nope. you know, over the summer, <laughs> over the summer, I requested, hey, maybe a big whiteboard just so we know the show schedule. Scott sometimes forgets which days we have special shows. Kind of. And I came in over the summer, I think, you know, in August. And then all of a sudden, it's like today's date. And it just says Maddie's last day. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, all right. I guess we are getting close. To the wedding. So, um, Maddie, just for people to know, that's what she's behind the scenes. She does everything, communicating people at Bristol. She's she's awesome. Have we heard from anybody that says I might not be able to make it? Oh, yeah. Since um, so our RSVP date was in August. Yep. And in the last week, we've had five people that said yes that are now no. So Ooh. It's, fine. Ooh. it's fine. Are they married? <laughs> Some of them, yes. Wow, that's pretty, that's pretty um bad form is what it is yeah <laughs> i mean if they've been there they know the the money yeah, they know the money's drill. been spent you know yeah we like we we, we picked the chicken of the, well actually this this isn't yeah. are we this is not a sit down thing is no it? no sit down no sit down then is there a signed seating no it's just makes so it smart yeah that um, was one of my questions because i knew scott wasn't going to ask it i because he wanted me to ask for you was who was at his table <laughs> i mean you guys can sit together for sure or you could sit with whoever you want <laughs> okay and that's smart too, because one of the biggest stresses of your wedding deal is that you're you're trying to put tables together where there's a dynamic in play. Maybe there's a family dynamic where maybe everyone doesn't get along. This crazy cousin, remember Christmas or whatever. I mean, that's that's a tricky one. And and then there's just getting good tables together, and then inevitably some friend, right? Steve ends up at a table like, what do you? What did I do to you? How did yeah. I get stuck? How did I get stuck with you, Uncle Uncle Ernie and Norma? Like. <laughs> What did I do? Who the hell's I don't have an uncle Ernie or a Norma. But you know what I mean? <laughs> right. But but that's but that's smart. So it's just we're going stations and sort of carnival seating. Yeah. Oh. Just sit where you want, no assigned seats, you know, a lot of high tops, lounge area, very casual. Think, well, you know, big well gala as opposed to your typical wedding. So, I'm okay. gonna try and shield people when Scott goes to eat because people don't need to see him eat. No, they don't. <laughs> Steve and our my our goal is a, we're we're kind of a I mean, we're bringing our our spouses, but he and right. I are kind of a you know kind of a yeah. It's a package deal. It's a, we're a package <laughs> deal, and I'm going to try not to embarrass you or each other or ESPN or our families or any of the rest of it. But when I eat, as we know, it's God knows <laughs> you have to see it. I mean, you know better than to look at me. Um, but I say I'm not going to embarrass you. However, I do feel like you're a proud Penn State alum. It mm. is a football Saturday. Which, by the way, how do you not schedule this on a bye week? Like what's yeah, that? week was very late. Uh, we wanted September. So, you know, we said, okay, well, what are our choices? We weren't going to pick Auburn last weekend. So How about Central that? Michigan, How about yeah, good pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, really good. <laughs> but Central Michigan felt like, okay, I think we could make it work. 
All due respect to the chips, fire up yeah. chips. But with that in mind, I feel like it's kind of an evening wedding. I'm saying I'm going white out, full top hat, white. I'm going. <laughs> we're, we're, Steve and I, I don't know, Steve, what you're doing. Me I'm too. going, I'm going white out. Yeah. I mean, don't upstage the bride. Tough. <laughs> I'm going white out. Well, we're going to go zombie nation when you come out. I think that that's classy, right? Yeah. I know that's coming. <laughs> Sure. Maybe Try a we are it. chant will be good for sure. But I mean, instead of the we are Penn State, we could just be like, you know, let's go Maddie or we could say Maddie and you're, I'm not going to I don't know how if we want to say your husband's name. I don't know. We're kind of keeping this kind of yeah, not too curtain. Yeah. So you're you're yeah. We could just give it a make it a make it a Maddie and spouse chant. I just feel like I just want to class it up. With sure. some zombie nation and a, and a white tux. So that's my game. I think people game. will appreciate that. Sure. sure. Nice. I don't. I haven't chosen my shoe though. I need a comfortable shoe. I got to figure that part out. But um, Steve, what else? What else do we need to address here? I just oh well, you mentioned college football Saturday, Maddie. I mean, we've been we've been on this Orioles train too. Was there a conversation about a TV possibly at the wedding? Oh yeah, yeah, there was definitely a conversation. Do who, we need who to? Who brought it up? Um, my dad. Nice. Uh, my dad, big Love Orioles fan. You know, yep. maybe maybe involved with the team just a little bit. Uh, to some degree. He, he said, "Do you think we should get TVs for the reception?" I said, "No, no, I don't." So they're playing the Astros. You know, big big series, but no TVs. <laughs> you, you you've known your dad since you got here, so this is a man you know very very well. When he's asking, "Do you think we should?" Is he really kind of asking, "Can I please?" Like yes. not, not do you think we should get a TV? It's can I please get a TV? And you, <laughs> and you just shut that down. Yeah. I, most things I've included my mom and dad in the process. They've been very helpful, very involved. That one I said, no, we're not Outsta doing that. <laughs> Outstanding. Well, look, you know, Steve's a as a girl dad. So am I. And you know, what's been really cool getting to know your dad some is mm. he absolutely adores his daughter and his son as well. But a daughter's just a, there's a different lane that a daughter occupies, and your pop he he truly he adores you, and so he's been uh, he's he's it's been he's shared with me some of the stories about you, which you know is really cool as a, as a dad that I hope my daughter becomes someone like you. It's you know as she grows up and is someone that's uh, you know there's a lot about you that's just awesome, and you know that me and Steve only wish the best for you, but we do kind of have to just twist the screws a little bit about just the nervousness that accompanies this week, you know, just a little, <laughs> a little bit. What's, what's left on the list before, before, I mean, this, like this, this is the other thing. I mean, I know the bride has nine more million things than the, than the groom. What we just, we just got to show up and, what, and for yeah, us, exactly. just shave your, shave your head and show up. That's it. <laughs> um, a lot of beauty appointments. So, you know, okay. maybe petty, all that good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, just like dropping things off. We have a really great wedding planner. I've got to take her all the decorations and stuff. So, okay. Just like, you know, little tiny things. Make sure the bridesmaids bring their wallets. Okay. Oh, okay. Just, just make sure they, they're, <laughs> this is your day and your week. So you make sure they take care of you. If well, you I to, think at you least need to contact one. any of them, let me know. <laughs> Maybe one of my giant bridal parties. Somebody. There you go. <laughs> We're not getting into that. You, you got it. You, a lot of people care about you. That's you should have as many people as you want. I got seventy four and 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 sunny on Saturday. It looks wow. No, because there's listen. There's you can control everything, and that's you're you're great at lots of stuff. But making sure you've got you got everything sorted that must drive you nuts. That the one variable that you can't control is kind of important. Yeah, we've been checking the weather for like two weeks. It's fine. You know, it's Maryland. Things change a lot. Um, okay. But I think I'm feeling good. I'm feeling confident. Not too hot, not too cold, sunny, yeah. no rain. We're good. And a, and a noon kick for Penn State. Yeah. Is the groom a sweater? Um, Maybe a little. Okay. <laughs> if it's hot. If we're we're going to find out. We're going to find out. <laughs> Will he be nervous? <laughs> Probably. I asked today, are you nervous? He said, no, not yet. I said, oh, okay. I am. <laughs> what? No, don't be nervous. You know, here's the thing. Like, I mean, we, look, we can we can do the crazy uncle big brother thing, but that that seriously, it's such a cool day. And the, awesome. the, I I've told you this, and I've shared this advice to people that I know, and this is to anybody listening. When you get married, and I waited a long time to do it, but there's a there's this really cool moment if you allow it for yourself. If you pull yourself back from the crowd and you look around at all the people that are there, and you realize everyone who's come has come because they love you. 
and are here to to stand here today to symbolically say we got you for the long haul here. You know what I mean? And and that's really powerful and it's and it's heavy, but in a great way. You know, it's like the people are saying, "Go get them, have a great life." And you know, if if you know if one of them's wearing a tuxedo, a white tuxedo, so be it. It's just yeah. you know, just want to <laughs> make a splash. But it's it's a really cool moment. And I and and it's Steve. How much of a blur is it? It is the fastest day of your life. You yes. blink and it's like, wow. And then the next day, maybe you're doing like, a, I don't know if you guys like have a Sunday brunch for the whole send off and this and that. And you're just like, whoa, what a party. And it's going to be awesome. Um, and we won't start Zombie Nation cheers. We'll chew with our mouth closed. We'll be very polite. And uh, we're cheering for you. You know that, right? It'll be fun. I'm really excited. You guys are going to be there. It means a lot. So uh, it's going to be a good day. We're excited. Well, we're honored. Uh, we're honored to share that day. And uh, just you're you make you make everything we do better and it's great to be able to sort of publicly say here's here's part of our show group part of our our small little family and uh someone who is uh getting married so we wish maddie and her her spouse to be the best and uh go get it we'll see you tonight all right so for all you folks out there that are having weddings this weekend we we wish for you good weather good company sober friends and family members no drama maybe you know for those of you that are in the planning stages look for a bye week and you know what's great is Marilyn plays at noon on saturday so i'm thinking okay this is going to work out and she was that was a real thing like they, they, maddie had to figure out when are we kicking well I, I think it's the noon kick for for them against the chips as well so yeah as they're get, as they're getting ready for their big day she's going to at least be able to keep keep uh tabs on that we i failed to give her props for that win at auburn by the way yeah was, i know that was that was impressive Really impressive. And you know what? That fan base is, I mean, they're, they're, they're real and they travel and they took over that stadium. Look, I've been in, I've been in the snake pit when they take over. It's no fun. Mm. Uh, I did not think they were going to go down there and beat Auburn like that. And then when it's just them in the building chanting, we are, I mean, that's a, it's a tough pill to swallow. And the, they went down to the plains, kicked their butt and came home. So uh, that was a big win for Penn State. But we wish our Penn State sister, I guess, little sister, uh, the very best this week. She truly is awesome. And, what, uh, what's the percentage chances you get on the dance floor? It's pretty, it's small, Steve. I don't, Zero. I, I mean, I'm going to, you know, I, mean, I don't know. How about I'm a slow a, dance? Slow dance with the of wife. Of course. All right. Like, that's a good because I, I have a tradition when I go to weddings. You're a good dancer, though. I don't know. No, if this, know no, this no, no that's, 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 this those is, days are gone. Yeah. Yeah. Come yeah, on. Yeah. No. Don't I'm, lose the I don't need injuries at a wedding. Declining okay? athleticism. Correct. Correct. <laughs> Understood. So, right. yeah, what's your tradition? Before or around dinner, before the dance floor gets packed, I go over to the band or the DJ, whatever it is, say, uh -huh. give me, give me Christopher Cross sailing. Uh -huh. and I get out there. Sailing's your slow jam? Heck yeah. Takes me away. Darn right. Uh, Every right. wedding. Every wedding. Sa sailing. Sailing. That's an interesting one. Yep. It's a good pretty song. I, people, I, I, and, uh, people, eat, people eating in the background. You're out there. That's how you take it all in. In a million years, <laughs> I I would never have guessed that's your slow jam. Yep. I mean, I could have guessed forever before I got to Christopher Cross sailing. Mm -hmm. Wow. You think you know a guy. Okay. <laughs> so on that note, I wish so much we could use commercial music because we could go out. <laughs> Everyone right now, when you stop, you're all, you're on some device. Just. Go click over to however you get your music and listen to sailing and picture the big man out there on the dance floor. There you go. All right. That's that's a great one to leave on. Have a good week. Well, if you're listening to this on Monday, uh, watch us tonight. Little double header. We're on kind of in the middle of back and forth. You're going to be sick of seeing Scott tonight. Just I would that. agree with that. But I'm going to wear a really handsome suit. Save so your voice. I, I should. All right. Stop talking. <laughs> we'll be good. We'll see you next week.